but when you were coaching someone, it's like they're the only person in the room. And like, I could feel that in my bones and it made me emotional. It was just such a magical experience. And like, it was just the first step in my journey being on your team. Like you've just had a huge impact on me personally too. Just. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast. I am super excited for today's podcast. I am bringing to you one of my team members, one of my most favorite team members. My clients love her to pieces. She, she's like everyone's best friend and amazing support uh, system, Stephanie Strait. So welcome, Stephanie, to the podcast. It's awesome to have you here. Thank you. It's good to be here. I am very excited. We were talking about this before the podcast started, and my job here is to make her feel comfortable about how this is going to roll out, um, because she's usually behind the scenes, and I'm going to frame up this episode, and then you can tell people what you do behind the scenes, just a, a 30 second, 10 second kind of thing as context. So Steph and I were talking, or was it in Slack? I can't remember where it was, but, but she was like, you're unlike any coach I've ever experienced. Actually, why don't you use your own words? Okay. Um, I was saying how I think you are unlike any coach I've ever met. You're truly one of a kind. Like, And I personally know a lot of coaches. My best friend's dad founded an international life coaching company. So I've been around coaches my whole life, but I've literally never met anyone else like you. Like you were the first person I'd ever heard the laws from. You're so direct, like you hold so much space for your clients like I can feel the love but also how direct you can be and how like you just have this very special way of cutting to the heart and really being able to pull out what the issue is and you just give such good advice too like your clients have breakthrough after breakthrough and it's just this amazing thing to see because I've never seen it anywhere else this way I love that okay so we're going to dive into all of that And what I thought I would do, like, I didn't hear the full extent of that stuff was just like, this is amazing. Like, I felt the resonance in what you said more than anything else, more than the details of of all of what you just shared. And I thought it would make an incredibly interesting podcast to do like a little before and after, like, from my perspective, this is how I see you and to share with people who I was before and what I had to learn to get to that place, because this is, I mean, not that I'm not going to keep growing because I believe in growth, but this is like the after picture that you're, you're entering into after a huge amount of growth, personal growth and professional growth. And I thought using your reflections as a way to get at what were some of the things I had to shift to get there would be a really interesting podcast. Okay. So that's the frame up. Um, Before we get into that, Steph, you want to give them a, like a a 10 second introduction to who you are behind the scenes at the Unsteppable Woman? Sure. Okay. So I am the program manager. That means I literally manage all the programs that TW does. I am the contact point for all of Amira's amazing clients. I've gotten to know them all very personally. Like I am there for support, for tech things, for I'm just the one who knows a lot of the details for all of the things. So questions, comments, concerns, you would just come to me first. Yeah. And I have to say, like I'm constantly 
getting little things back from my clients. Like, oh yeah, Steph got that to me already. Oh yeah, Steph has it. Oh, I just asked Steph. Steph is great. Like, like they're constantly singing your praises and they love meeting you in person also, not just meeting you digitally. So as a lesson for anyone running a business, hire great people, who not how, right? That was a, a book that just came out by Dan Sullivan, hire great people. They will make your life so much easier. That's not the topic of this podcast we can do a whole hiring like I I teach my clients how to hire right and there's an art and there's a science and it's not all perfect perfect but when you nail it you nail it so mm-hmm. uh I am sing your praises a little bit too okay okay so let's go back a couple minutes to what you were saying so can you kind of repeat that and I'm going to interrupt you and I'm going to take one piece at a time because there was like a lot of different things that you were acknowledging and seeing so start with one okay so I one of the first things I thought was you are truly one of a kind like I I know a lot of coaches and I've never seen the way you coach I've never seen the way that you build these relationships with your clients like even over virtual, it's one of those things where I can feel the direct eye contact. It feels like you're talking to me, even though you're not directly talking to me. And it's very special because like from anywhere in the world, that's what it feels. Thank you. Okay. Let's pause there. Cause you said unique, one of the kind unique um, relationships with the clients that directness, even, even when I'm working with a group of women and it can be a fairly large group of women. Like when I am coaching someone I am fully present with what they're saying okay let me like truth and transparency when we do our group coaching calls and people are typing into the chat their their wins or their questions or whatever their their comments or their ahas there is a little bit of a um, squirrel moment that happens there I'm gonna just acknowledge that that I but what I try and do is be fully focused on the question and then read the chat and then go back to the next thing that we're doing in the the call. So where I was before this, I think was really scared to be me. Okay. To be, to fully own who I was and how I showed up. I'm intense. Okay. I'm direct. I'm not a um, beat around the bush, say nice, nice, nice to be nice things to people just to make them feel good. I mean, we all have a bit of people pleaser in us, but I would put myself low on the people pleaser level, but I still had a fear of rejection, okay? So my before was, that was my nature, my true essence, but how I was showing up because I had a fear of rejection was trying to fit into a mold of who you're supposed to be to be a good person, a nice person in this world, okay? Which to me meant like, dumbing things down okay like not using big polysyllabic words okay like if you don't know a word that i use ask me okay like it doesn't mean that you're dumb it just means that you don't have that vocabulary there's so many words that i don't freaking know my boyfriend asks me all the time what does that word mean he has no problem asking okay it's not about intelligence in fact you know you should always be on your growth edge but i thought it would make other people feel bad if I was super in my intellect, super in my intelligence and playing at that level. So I, I tried to, dumb things down is such an awful saying, but like make it more simple somehow. And things are freaking complicated, 
okay? Life is nuanced. You need discernment. And I think there is a, a time and a place for structure like that, 10 steps to blah, 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 blah. And then there's a, a time to speak honestly with people and be like, hey, this is the nuance here. And you can't, it's not one size fits all. And let's raise it up to grow you to that level. So I had to really start learning that it was okay to not be liked by everyone. It was okay to be polarizing. It was okay to be rejected by some people. It was okay to put my foot in my mouth because I don't do it right every single time and learn from that experience and course correct. Okay, so that was one thing that you said. The second thing you said was around presence with people. So why don't you riff a little bit more about the presence that you see um, and then I'll, I'll give it a think and see how I really created that. Sure. I'm going to go back to when I first met you, just because that first experience with you was just transformative in and of itself. So I joined Amira's team two weeks out from our July retreat back in 2021. But the first time I actually got to meet her in person was at the July retreat. And the, one of the first things I thought was, she just has this presence that is larger than life. Like, you're not a big person but you personally have a huge personality, like this huge presence and you make people want to listen to you. And then being in that room, like you weren't coaching me, but I could feel just how, you know, like focused and absolutely present you are with your clients because they're, they get very vulnerable in that room. And it's very much a closed container. But when you were coaching someone, it's like, they're the only person in the room. And like, I could feel that in my bones. And it made me emotional. It was just such a magical experience. And like, it was just the first step in my journey being on your team. Like you've just had a huge impact on me personally too. Just oh, truly larger than life. It's very, very amazing to see and just get to be witness to. Thank you. So a few things there. Yes, I say small, but mighty. Okay, um, I often get that. People will walk up to me having like seen me on the podcast or seen me on a, a virtual training or, 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 you know, I'm out there on Facebook lives, I'm doing things. And they're like, oh, you're shorter than I thought you would be. I'm like, yep, small but mighty. Like, I don't have a thing about that. Now, if you're all six feet, I'm gonna make you sit next to me instead of stand towering over me. Like I have, I have standards here, okay? And I have jokes with my clients who I have one, like long time client. She's been a client for six, seven years, a long time. And she's, how, how tall is Wendy? Six, two? She, she's very yeah, tall. She and, is tall. And we just joke, like she has to sit and I stand for all photos, right? Like it's just how it is. Um, okay, let's talk about that full on presence, the magnetism. So one of the things that I teach in the Spirit of Wealth, which is the program that you're talking about, is the impression of increase. And I talk about this at the summits too. That's a, a public event that we do for women who wanna start growing their business. Well, not even just start, wanna scale their business from wherever they're at. Um, and I teach something called the impression of increase, which I didn't make up, but I learned and I actualized, okay? It comes from the science of getting rich and Wallace Waddles. And he talks about how you, you want to walk through this world impressing upon others that you can help them have more life, that you can make their lives better. And you have to be someone 
who does that? So I do that with Steph, with everyone on my team, with all my clients. I do it when I'm getting my hair and makeup done. I do it at the grocery store. I do it at the dog park. Like seriously, I've I got my teeth whitened the other day and she's like, who are you? What do you do? And she's, you know, coming to the summit, right? Like, like people ask me all the time and it's not, it's not put on, it's not fake. It's not, um, I'm all that and more. And I throw my hair back and I think I'm better than you. It's really that they can feel that I own the, the power that I have in this world, which is in my lane, I can help you have more life. I can help you solve the problem that you have right now, which is growing your business and actualizing the truth of who you are in order to do that. And my lane is not being an orthopedic surgeon, okay? Like, but someone else's lane is that. Someone else's lane is being an interior designer or a landscaper. Like my clients come in all shapes and sizes and you wanna have impression of increase for all of that. So. That's what you picked up on, Steph, there. Now, in terms of the before on that, again, it was about not owning myself, like thinking I was wrong, that something was wrong with me, thinking that I was not enough, thinking that I had to do it like someone else's way. Like, you can't be anyone you're not, right? I can't be you, Steph. Steph cannot be me, right? But if you're comparing yourself to someone else in your field, I can't be that woman. I can only be me. So how do I be the best version of me? Now that sounds a little pithy or trite or whatever. Like be the best version of you, right? But that's the truth. Now, the way I did it was on the field of play, in action, not being afraid of doing the thing. So to the little chat that Steph and I had right before we hit record, she was like, you asked me to do this and I was scared. So I said, yes, right? Okay. And I was like, yeah, courage, right? This is what you have to do. You, you never know what your capacity is before you do something, okay? And sometimes you make mistakes, but if you learn from them, which is what I teach, then you grow yourself. So um, I really had to learn this along the way, okay? Then what else did you say? You talked about the presence. Yeah. yeah. You want to talk a little bit more about how you see the presence showing up and I'll, then I'll do sort of a, a little riff on it. Sure. Like in our one-to-ones, granted, we don't really have one-to-ones very often, but we do talk constantly. And when it's you and me, like I can feel your presence, just your absolute focus on our conversation. Like you coach me up through our conversations all the time. And that in and of itself is so valuable. And you do that with your, all of your clients on office hours, on your teaching calls, during all of like the masterclasses and other events that we do. It's just, I can see the women like not try, sometimes trying to close in on themselves because they're a little intimidated and it's a little scary because you're so direct, you're very transparent. You just you pull whatever it is out of them to be able to actually have that breakthrough and reach that next level. I really have never seen any other coach do it that way and really just be able to see to the heart of things. Yeah. Here's one of the things that I learned in my up-leveling. When I decided I was going to go not be an ordinary run-of-the-mill commodity type coach, but a unique full-on let's do this thing. Let's, let's scale to multi-million dollar business, right? 
had a couple things that I needed to, to recognize. One, I'm a connector, okay? I love people. How do I, how do I scale and do it with integrity and, and with respect to the clients and the people in my world? That was like an unspoken base level, non-negotiable for me. It, mm-hmm. it just who I was. And I couldn't, there were times where I was looking at like, all the different marketing styles out there and do I have to do it like this or like this? And they, some of them, not all of them, but some of them felt kind of sort of a little bit sleazy. And I was like, okay, if I don't do it like that, how do I do it? So that was like a base level non-negotiable to me that I treat people with respect. Even if like you mentioned stuff, like when we have conversations, I coach you up. Steph's not perfect. I love stuff. <laughs> There's not the lack of love there, but Steph's not perfect. And sometimes she drops the ball or makes a mistake or whatever it is, right? And mm-hmm. the first thing I do in that moment is I don't lash out at her. I, I think, okay, 100% personal responsibility. What could I have done differently to have gotten the outcome that I wanted? Okay. So then I think, okay, systems, communication, clarity, like all of these things. Um, and I go through that little checklist for myself. And, and then I think, well, how do we solve this problem? And I come to our conversations with full ownership. How do, how do we solve this problem? And as in a partnership, so it's a collab that she then is able to, to say, she, she has the space to say, oh yeah, drop the ball there. I made a mistake without being crushed and, and therefore able to, to come with solutions, not just fear. And um, because I see that a lot, but anyways, that's an example of how to scale a business with respect to the human being, not from a place of needing to be right, um, hierarchical, um, better thans, like it's a hierarchical business. I'm the boss, right? We all know that there's no getting around that, but I don't have to put people hierarchically on a, I'm more valuable than Steph is, right? Like her, her soul, her spirit is valuable. Um, so I think that's what you're, you're, you feel in those conversations as well. Am I, am yeah. I right? There? I would say so. Like, I feel very safe having conversations with you. Like, I didn't always feel that way growing up. Like my mom, especially would scream, like lose her mind. And my dad also kind of does that as well. And like, so when I first met you, when I first like started working with you, I was terrified to have like one-to-ones, but as I've like gotten to know you and over the course of our relationship, I just, I realized just, you don't yell, like you very much, you respect wholeheartedly. Like you always come with love. You make me feel so safe. And I love that about you. And I know your clients feel that too. Yeah. And just for anyone listening, I'm not perfect. Okay. Like don't go into... I'm wrong because she's, she's there. I lose my shit, but I lose my shit mostly behind the scenes and I take care of it internally. Let me be more specific there. I think I can count in the last five years, maybe three times where I've really lost my cool. And whether it was behind the scenes or in front of the scenes. Okay. So we're not talking very often. And when it comes up, you darn straight that I'm going to go back and figure out what caused that. Okay. Because that's not who I want to be. That's not how I want to show up. I take hundred percent personal responsibility and then go back and, and shift that. And, and since we're talking about befores and afters, 
I remember learning about this concept of being respectful to everyone that you're around. And I can't remember, it might've been uh, the guy who started Zappos. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What's his name? Tony something. Is it Tony Hirsch? Heisch? Something like that. We'd have to find it. Anyways, he's no longer in live now, but he was an amazing man. And he started Zappos. And he had a really strong stance that uh, about what the culture of Zappos was going to be. And that, that business was like taking off like gangbusters. And they were hiring like crazy. And they would have um, the, the people coming in who were being interviewed picked up at the airport and driven to the headquarters. And he would always ask the driver, how did they treat you? And the driver would tell Tony straight up, they were disrespectful, they were obnoxious, they looked down their nose, they were, or they were open and generous and all of that. And I was like, that's brilliant. I freaking love that. And then I was like, and I'm not always so nice to people. Look at that. Now this was many, many years ago, okay? And I had to like clean up my business, not just my, my business business, but my, how I was showing up in the world, like how I was treating wait staff, drivers, anyone. It doesn't matter what role they were in. People at the grocery store, people in line at the grocery store, right? Have you ever stood in line at the grocery store and been like, wish they would just figure out how to count change faster, right? And like, you're sending out this like irritated and then you, they ask you how you are and you're like, I used to be that woman, okay? I'm no longer that woman. I, I've cleaned up because that little moment with the cashier who was trying to take care of grandma, the previous client, and I'm now like impatient and giving her attitude is not respectful, okay? Now, no one but that person in me sees it. Maybe there are witnesses. Oftentimes people aren't seeing it, but you know who you're being and that's what, that's what really counts. That's the energy. So I did a lot of cleaning up and, and I'm making myself out to be like a horrible ogre in the before, but I wasn't, but there were enough of these experiences that I just didn't want to be that woman. So I had to like figure out how, like when things aren't going well, how do you actually show up? Okay. When things aren't going, let me say it differently, the way you expected, the way you wanted them to go how are you going to show up? Okay. So there's that. I've been talking a lot. What else do you have to say, Stephanie? Um, I was just thinking that something that's kind of just stuck with me since I've gotten to know you and is that just based on what you were saying, like showing up differently, but be able to show up differently, you have to take different action to be able to be the person that you really want to be. I'm like, that's just something I've heard a lot over the last year and it's now stuck with me. And so anytime like I'm showing up in the way that I don't want to show up, I think about that. And like the laws and all of your teachings have had a huge impact on me, but I know you're having a huge impact on your team as well. Like, cause we are all unstoppable yeah. and you are the epitome of unstoppable. Like I've never met anyone who is as much of a quick decider who is so sure who really just kind of has it figured out and just shows up in this powerful way that I truly don't see in a lot of other people. And like, that is just magic in and of itself because as you were saying earlier, you magnetize and people come to you because you attract it because of just who you are. And that in and of itself, is just like, 
it's just a blessing to be able to work with you and get to know you because I think just in this last year, especially as a young entrepreneur myself, you've just had a huge transformation in terms of my own mindset and my own business and just the life I was going to have. And like, that's just a huge deal in and of itself. And it's like, oh, I just adore you. And like, I'm not just for your clients and whatever, but that's just truly how I feel. Oh, I love that. Love that. Okay. I have three things based on what you said. First, you were like, you, you've heard this, it sinks in and you realize you have to take different action. Do you ever do a do-over? Like that's one of the skills that is, um, that you can just take if you're not already. Like if you say the wrong thing, if you put your foot in your mouth, if you were, uh, if you wrote a nasty gram, you can have a do-over, okay? You can actually pick up the phone, write the next email, write the next text, whatever it is and say, you know what? I was thinking about how I framed that and that didn't, uh, sit well with me. And I apologize for, for framing it that well. Here's how I'd like to frame it or go back and say, you know, I was thinking about this and the, the real thing I wanted to say is this, or you just do the thing again, whatever it is. Have you started implementing that concept? Yeah, I really have. Like, if, like other smaller clients that I have, like sometimes we'll have conversation of like, oh, that didn't come out the way that I wanted it to. And then I will go back and be like, all right, this is what I really wanted to say and how it should have came out versus what it you know came out the first time. Cause sometimes I definitely have a habit sometimes of putting my foot in my mouth. And so I'm more conscious about that than I used to be. Some of that is age, but I think it really just has been your entire influence this last year. Truly just a big change in and of itself. So in terms of influence, uh, one of the things that I had to learn was not to have a scarcity mindset, not to have uh, this is only something that I get paid for. This is who I am in this world. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now that doesn't mean that I don't get paid in the coaching world with my clients. Okay. But you know, with my team, like I'm always going to, like you hear me talk about giving is the first law of receiving. I'm always going to give more. So I give to Stephanie because it's who I am and how I want to be and how I want to show up in this world. It's not a quid pro quo. Like I'm not doing it to get something from Stephanie. I'm doing it because this is who I am and who I want to be. And it happens to be, it is also giving her so much training. Okay. Giving her like changing her mindset, changing her world. Right. Which I'm learning more and more in this conversation about how I've done that. Um, but that's, that's giving is the first law of receiving. You know what I get in response is a freaking dedicated, loyal, kick-ass uh, person who's working for me and for the women who are our clients in our business. So it comes back in dedication, okay? Without it being like, I did this for you tit for tat kind of thing. And, and that's the case you know, the, the podcast is that, you know, I was talking to our clients yesterday about that in our teaching call on the laws, the law of non-resistance and, you know, talking about how you have to get in alignment with the order of the universe. And this is one of the laws giving is the first law of receiving. So I give a ton, like the podcast is an act of love, if you will, it's a total gift. Now, some of you may hate the podcast, in which case don't listen. But for those of you who love the podcast 
and our dedicated listeners, this is a gift to you. And so many of the women on the call yesterday were saying that that's how they found the, the coaching and that's how they became a client and they love it and they still listen and all of that. So, so this is, this is additive to the world, but I'm not doing it with the intention, like I'm not doing it as a, a tit for tat. Is there, is it part of our overall outreach strategy? Absolutely. Without a doubt, but it's helping thousands more people than become clients. So I'm always in alignment with the order of the universe. Giving is the first law of receiving. Okay. There was yeah. one other thing that you mentioned there, which was being a quick decider. Okay. So what was the before on this? That's a really good question. Okay. The before, and you had, that woman would be completely like, you would not recognize her staff, but she was someone who, you know, took four days to write a blog post, to write a newsletter, right? Like could not decide on the right word, much less make a business decision. Okay. I was someone who, when I was deciding whether to invest money, like to buy a course for, you know, $497 or $197 or whatever it was, I would pace back and forth and, you know, go into a whole pro con on it and try and figure out, you know, if it was the right thing to do. And all of that was a low self-worth thing. That was a lack of trusting myself, lack of valuing myself. I knew I wanted it. I had the desire. I just wasn't, I didn't know how to make decisions. I did not know how to trust myself to make decisions. And you know how I fixed that? I did it. Okay. I just started to make decisions faster and I experienced the results. And some of them were beyond my wildest dreams, like better than I ever wanted. And some of them uh, were terrible mistakes. But if you're not able to make a mistake and be resilient, you will always play at the same level. I just heard a good Seth Godin quote, and I'm going to paraphrase it. It's not the actual quote, but the people who fail the most win, because if you're able to keep failing again and again and again, you have to be doing something right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Otherwise you're going to hit a wall and you're going to go under the covers, you're going to stop. So I just became, I I mean, that's something I heard recently, not something I heard years ago, but I just decided I was going to risk making mistakes and being someone who could trust herself to have a do-over and make it right. Yeah. Like when it comes to failing too, like it's the only way you learn. You don't learn from your successes. Like if everything's going swimmingly, nothing is going to change, right? So you need to fail to be able to grow and learn and, you know, change directions. If you don't try, nothing's going to continue. You're not going to grow. You're going to stay stagnant. And that's just the way it is. 100% spoken like true authority there. Love it. <laughs> um, anything else you want to share or add? I was thinking before, and then we switched subjects. What did I want to say? Before we switch to the failing and making mistakes, giving you the first law of receiving something around that? yes yeah okay so more on that i've you over deliver always literally no matter what without fail but it's beautiful because 
you're so transparent. You're always pulling back the curtain and being like, this is how we do things. This is how it works. And like something also cool that you do is like during the teaching calls, office hours, like even during summit, um, when you do like your laser coaching and you model the sales conversation, you make it look so easy. And for so many people, sales conversations are really difficult, but getting to see you model, like that is huge giving too, because it transforms conversations. It really just flips, you know, sales on its head of how it could actually sound. And like something you always say is sales is love because you're coming from a place of service because you really want to help better your client's life. And that is giving, like that's love. And so I just wanted to talk about that too. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that you picked up on that. You know, and it's modeling, not just the, the sales conversations and how to, it's really how to speak to other humans. Okay. And, and getting comfortable with that. And again, like the before on that was not comfortable at all. Okay. Just not comfortable at all. Can I say that again? Just not comfortable at all. Um, but I had to learn that I'm talking to a human. So let's connect the dots here. This goes back to the connection of like treating everyone with respect. And when you start speaking to others with respect, you start respecting yourself more. Okay. This is key. And if you respect yourself more than when you're respecting, when you, when you're having a conversation with others, they're going to feel your own respect of yourself and not feel like you're scared, small, defensive, feeling threatened, any of those feelings that unconsciously people pick up on energetically, and it's a big freaking no for them. So it's about learning how to be someone who respects herself. And again, you learn that through the, the teachings plus action on the field of play. And, and if I can model it for people, you know, people learn in different ways. Some people are, are readers, some people are, you know, video visual, uh, some people are auditory, I, I, kinesthetic, there's lots of different ways. I feel like I learn in a variety of ways. Like sometimes I like to read things. Sometimes I like to hear things because I can hear intonation um, and it makes sense to me. And then I, I also tap into that, how it feels in my body. That's a big litmus test. That's a big like green light, red light kind of thing mm -hmm. uh, for another time to talk about. Um, but it's not just modeling the, the sales conversations. I mean, I think one of the things that I see coming up a lot is how do I talk to my business partner about X, Y, and Z? How do I talk to my life partner about X, Y, and Z? How do I talk to my mom? We have clients who, you know, fundamentally we're here to help them scale their business. But if their living situation is blocking them, from, from flourishing in their business, we're going to work on that. Okay. So it's not like this is our only focus. And I, I know people like that holistic approach. And I'm just thinking about recently a client who had moved back in with her mom for her own personal reasons. And then we started talking about how to approach that decision. And then 
just in a Facebook group, I was, I was like, this is how you need to speak to this, right? Like it's easy peasy, lemon breezy. It's, aren't you excited for me? Isn't this exciting? We're doing this. Um, this is what's happening. And I just kind of roadmap that that would be a written role modeling um, versus an auditory one. And I think that you're right. That's one of, the, I'm going to toot my own horn there. That is, that is one of the things that I, I do well. And it's, and in part, I like to do the auditory role modeling because that's how I've, I've learned. Like I listen to how people do things and I'm like, well, I like that, that framing made sense to me. And then I, I, I integrate it into how I'm being. So that's a, that's a pay it forward kind of um, behavior because it's always been helpful to me as well. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Um, something else I wanted to say about that, like the giving and also the modeling, um, I see it a lot. You coach the whole person. Like it really isn't just about their business. You do coach the whole person. Like, and I have a couple of friends who've now come to your summit as well. I know it's been life-changing for them and maybe one day they'll reach the level where they're ready to be a client, but they also see your brilliance and just how much you just in that one weekend of the summit has just changed their life. Like I have a friend who's a registered dietitian nutrition coach and she's been in business longer than I have, but she, I remember we had a conversation after the summit, like a few days later. And she was like, it gave me so much to think about. I really dialed in those money stories. Like I'm figuring out where those pieces have been holding me back. I'm like, she's starting to take quicker action now. And just getting to see it within the people that I care about too is amazing. Cause like, I know her, she's going to be taking these huge drives. Like she moved across the country. Like some of your other clients have decided where they packed up their life and moved within a couple of months, like ready to go very quick, decided closing the gap on time. And you just see it repeatedly. Like you don't let your clients be stagnant in any piece of their life, whether it's personal or business, financial, spiritual, like you really do coach that whole person and change their life. Thank you. I love hearing that. I love two things. I love that you brought friends to the summit and I love that it affected them so greatly. You know, three days, it, it seems like what, what could you possibly learn? But it, it's, it's life-changing. And I know that it was, I mean, I, I learned different things when I went started to go to my first seminars and things like that. But I remember how different my life, became. it put me on a different trajectory, okay? And I was incredibly grateful for that. So yeah, I mean, well, let's talk about that just a, a little brief, like who I was when I was going to those events. Um, I did not, oh, I just had a like whole flash in my mind. I was, uh, these were in-person events versus virtual, but still nonetheless, I was, uncomfortable talking to people. I isolated, meaning like I probably came off as aloof, but I was just insecure. Um, I didn't know how to have conversations with strangers. Um, and I wanted to be all that and more, but I wasn't there yet for sure. Like, and I was uncomfortable like I loved learning but I was uncomfortable not already knowing all the things and so I think I had a bit of a know-it-all like oh I know that kind of attitude 
that cut me off, that slowed me down. Um, but I did, I did have to really learn how to be open to not, not being at the level of the person who was on stage teaching. Like I just, I needed to get comfortable with that and be open to receiving. I was very in my masculine, like I have to be tough kind of thing, but I, it all, it all stemmed from insecurity. So I hope that's helpful to see that, that it wasn't, um, I, I was going to say stuff. It wasn't easy for me, but I don't, I don't think that that's true. I think it's just, it wasn't automatic for me. Like I had to consistently recognize where I had to better my best, where I had to grow, what my growth edge was. I had to be honest with myself. And quite frankly, I still am because I'm not all that anymore. There's more, like, hopefully I never stop growing. So um, I hope I'm growing until the last breath I take and may that be many years from now. So <laughs> yeah. say that out loud, just in case, you know, and any misinterpretation from that. Okay, anything else that you want to say before we wrap up? Um, not really. All I really want to say is that this has been super fun. And I hope everyone gets to see how incredible you actually are just from this conversation, from all of your other content and just decide to take the plunge to work with you at some point because you really do transform lives. And I see it all the time. Aww, thank you, Steph. I did not set her up for that. Okay, she said <laughs> that on her own. And for those of you who, who do want to have that experience, please reach out to us, book a consult. We'll be happy to have a conversation. If you're happy just listening to the podcast, please just continue to do that. Uh, we love you both ways. And uh, we're here for you when you want to take that next step. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Mwah. Thank you, Steph. Have a great day. And thank you so much for doing this. This was fun. This was fun. You have a great day too. We'll talk later. Hey, thanks so much for joining us and being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. We have got a ton of free resources for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And you can find that link in the description below. So go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting our message out to more and more women. If you'd be willing to share this video with all the unstoppable women in your life, that would be fantastic. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Reviews, likes, and comments are greatly appreciated. We go in and read them all. So thank you for those. And thanks for listening and be unstoppable.